Hello, I think we're live. Okay, hi there, happy Friday. Thanks everyone for tuning in and being here today. It's Sam with another Friday video for you. And if you didn't already know, I'm here with author Cam Mod to talk about reading, writing, publishing, and more. Hey, Cam. Hi, Sam. Hi, doing? folks. Doing great. How are you? Doing well. Glad to be here. Cam Thank is you. a suspense novelist. Yeah. And a suspense novelist. And you've written, um, I think, at least one novel. Have you written a few novels? I've written a few, yes. Three. Yeah. But um, your debut novel was called High Wire. It was an Edgar Award finalist. I might ask you about that later. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a suspense pilot airplane computer virus story is kind of what I'm hearing. So I'll, I'll tell us about that in a minute. Um, for now, I'm very grateful that Cam has graciously agreed with us to be with you today and answer some of our questions. So as always, I have some questions prepared and I'm looking forward to a great discussion about um, suspense, which is a genre I haven't delved into as much. So it'll be some new material for us maybe. Um, but let's make an, an interact, interactive discussion too. So if you're at home, if you're reading, listening, watching, if you're an, an aspiring author, a reader, fan, whatever, post your own questions in the chat too about reading, writing, publishing, um, airplanes, suspense, anything like that. We wanna hear from you too. Okay. So Cam, if you could just give us a quick overview of your, your book or your multiple books and your writing work, for those who aren't familiar at home, we'd like to hear about what you've done so far. Okay. Uh, well, let's start with Highwire. It's, uh, Highwire is a story of uh, an airline captain who's been uh, wrongly blamed for a crash that, that caused six people to die. Uh, and uh, what nobody seems to know is that uh, the, the plane, the, the crash didn't occur uh, because of anything that the captain did and it's a computer virus that has worked its way through the computer systems of the aircraft mm -hmm. and she actually saved the plane rather than um, you know rather than cause a crash uh, and in trying to prove herself uh, she has to go through uh, a series of you know a, a world of technology and, and, and corporate greed while she's being uh, humiliated and, and blamed and compared to you know Sully and uh, until she learns the truth and comes face to face with the person who's created the virus. And uh, there she learns that there is uh, a second virus, another one that has, oh, wow. uh, that has uh, affected another aircraft halfway over the Atlantic and, uh, and they're doomed. And the only way that, uh, that they could be saved is if she does something, uh, uh, you know, and then in doing so, uh, she's going to endanger her life and, and quite possibly die. So Definitely it's a it's a David and Goliath story, but uh, one that is based on on uh, a lot of information and a lot of research, and uh, uh, you know just just the technology, the automation that that uh, the latest generation of aircraft are uh, you know uh, are built by uh, is is so computerized, sure. and there are just uh, you know essentially the uh, two pilots do the work of you know what used to be three, you know the flight engineer. Uh, the seat has been taken out, the panel has been taken out, and the systems are just mostly all automated. And so uh, in my world, I start to think to myself, I mean, the systems are, are safer than ever before. Aircraft flying is safer than ever before. Aircraft manufacturing is safer than ever before. Uh, but all of that manufacturing, all of that work is based on, you know, a, a failure of some kind. Uh, you know, uh, computer one fails, computer two takes over. Hydraulic system one fails, hydraulic system two takes over. 
uh, none of them are based on, you know, something that is man-made. Mm-hmm. And so in my world, I started to think that, you know, now that we have, you know, such a computerized uh, environment, such a computerized world, you know, what if the computers are told that they're doing the right thing when they're not doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, right now, the way it is, is, is you know, computer one, you know, flight controls is what I use. Uh, a flight control system of uh, of the latest generation of aircraft is is made by you know fly by wire, you know um, all the new Boeing planes and uh, uh, you know certainly all of the Airbuses, uh, you know it's it's, it's fly by wire system, and the fly by wire system essentially um, takes the place of uh, the original uh, you know a hundred years ago, you know seventy five years ago aircraft were uh, controlled with um, you know, pulleys and cables, you know, you, you turn the yoke and, and a cable pulled, you know, and, and, and some flight control surface turned. Uh, later on, as the aircraft became bigger uh, and, and the airliners became bigger, you know, the cables and pulleys no longer suffice. Now uh, they have to have hydraulic systems and uh, the hydraulic systems required, uh, you know, heavy pumps, uh, massive plumbing, you know, all kinds of uh, things that, that would take, it would take that kind of pressure to move a flight control system. Um, but again, that was expensive, it was heavy, it was hard to maintain. And, you know, then came the fly-by-wire system. Started off in, in military aircraft and worked its way over to general aviation and commercial aviation. Uh, and in, an, in a sense, it's, uh, you know, essentially they're just computers at this point. Um, you know, even if, when a pilot turns a yoke, I mean, he's doing nothing more than, you know, typing on a keyboard. Even there, there's even a, a, a motor and that's the sound there that's created uh, to create the environment, to create the feel that, that you have, because, you, you know, you have to feel like you're doing something when all you're really doing is typing on a keyboard. I uh, think how much of our world depends on technology these days. I mean, not just aviation, but everything. And if, if the technology were to fail or turn against us, it leads to a lot of possibilities. Uh, yeah, it's, and then that's that's you know that's the rabbit hole I went down uh, yeah, through, no, and uh, you know, and so in my world was you know there are computers. It is it, the safest method of flight controls you know that has ever existed. It is it works you know fantastic, but computer one tells its information to computer two, which sells it you know then computer three, and they're all designed to make sure that the information that they receive is within certain parameters, safe, etc. But that's, uh, you know, I, I said to myself, what if computer two thinks that it's getting the right information and it's not? Mm-hmm. And so that's how the story was born. Okay. And yeah, that's a good overview. It sounds interesting. Now, you clearly have a, have a detailed knowledge of how our planes work, how, how, the, how their piloting systems work. You worked as a pilot for many years before writing, is that right? Uh, 44 years uh, wow. in and out of cockpits, uh, last 35 yes. with American Airlines. Okay, so obviously that's a subject close to you. How has that background influenced your writing, you think? I mean, clearly it has. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you spend you know that much time in airplanes. Uh, you know, you learn a lot, you ask a lot of questions. So the whole story came about, uh, you know, just, just based on the knowledge and information, you know, of airplanes. Um, I was very curious about, you know, how some of the systems work. And I've always, uh, you know, like most pilots, most people you fly with, that's just a kind of a, uh, you know, the curious minds that they like to have, you know, in the cockpit. And I'm just one of them. Um, 
so I learned the system and then from there, you know, the work of fiction took over and I started, you know, looking at, I read John Grisham's, you know, the firm, you know, many years ago and uh, I was captivated with the story, the, the intrigue, the mystery, uh, the pace by which it moved. And I said, you know, what if I take some of this and apply it to that, you know, yes. the technology and this world of aviation and apply it to that. And that's how it came to be. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, and I might ask you them later, but about what what suspense novels or if any influenced you. So that's a good that's a good choice. Sorry if you hear my, my cat in the background. Um, she wants to join in. Um, Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> she's she's going in a different direction. No, okay, but yeah, that's cool. You 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 have the reward experience, and of course you you know that world, but it makes you wonder. What would happen if, if these things go go you know go in the wrong hands or if if this is turned against us and you've you've written a story out of that that's pretty cool. Um, do you still have a foot in the piloting world at all? Well, once a pilot, always a pilot. It's uh, yeah. I always said uh, you know I, I used to look at airplanes when I was you know six years old and you know and and I'd see something fly and my my eyes always went to that and I was curious about it. I do the same thing today. I still see, you know, um, an airplane out there and I look up uh, a foot in it. Um, just depends on what you mean by that. I'm uh, I'm always interested in it. I don't fly this moment. I retired a year ago. Um, thank you. Um, uh, the, with the pilot shortage the way it is right now, I mean, most pilots can go out and get a job pretty quickly, but uh, it's difficult to come, you know, once you, you know, uh, done and been where it is it's, it's kind of difficult to come back down and, and start to do it all over again so i think it's done for me for the most part unless i do it you know for fun or something yeah um, at least you have that option that's cool yeah i have a friend now um actually from my church who who is working to become a commercial pilot for american airlines he he does flights every week and i'm like that, that's just his life that's just what he's doing but i'm like that, that, that's really cool like, like i know nothing about that but yeah it, it really is. Uh, and, and I always said, you know, being a pilot, it's kind of like, a, you know, people who want to be, an, you know, actors, you know, there's just an inert need in you to want to do that. The love of flying, something about, you know, the third dimension, Definitely. Uh, you know, and, and so it's, it's, it's something that that's in your blood, I think, for the most part. Yeah. How has flying changed in recent years? Of course, you mentioned the pilot shortage. I mean, everything post COVID is, well, up in the air, if you'll pardon the pun. But but um, but but yeah, it, I know it's a, it's a different world in many ways. It has changed so much. Um, whether it was you know nine eleven and and all that happened as a result of that, uh, COVID of course was devastating, uh, yeah. beyond devastating, even more than the nine eleven, and all the changes that have occurred with that. Uh, as you pointed out, pilot shortage uh, has changed you know so much. I mean it, it it's a very very fast moving. So you, you've got you know, you've got two sets of changes. One is, you know, just, uh, you know, aviation, especially commercial aviation, is so dependent on, you know, so many other factors. You know, the economy, for one thing. You know, are people able to go out there and, uh, you know, people want to fly? And you know, what's the business environment like? You know, the businesses are the ones that spend the most money. I think, yeah. um, you know, and so what? what, what is that world like? So all of those things change, and some of them, some of the changes, you know, it's on a dime. COVID, you know, happened overnight. You know, we had aircraft flying with one passenger on board. Wow. Uh, you know, and then you can imagine, 
yeah what what the numbers were there were just just uh, you know, uh, SARS was before that, you know, 15 years or so before that's that. True, that's true. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, it, it changes a lot. But then above and beyond that is, uh, you know, the, the technology. It has become uh, so much better. It has become so much safer, uh, much of it through automation. And, um, you know, but it, it, it's changes happening daily. You know, in yeah. fact, uh, when I was flying here, we would have uh, multiples of uh, you know sources of access to company information, and you would get literally daily uh, updates and changes on things that whether it's procedural or something you know with the law or something with the airline, uh, things that you'd have to follow. Yeah, I just remember like it was post COVID also, but but um, it, I think it was almost two years ago, the summer of 2021, we which was still on the cusp where things were starting to open again, but not really. We were taking a trip and you know flights were running but we were supposed to depart like in the afternoon and we didn't leave till midnight um and that was that was of course frustrating and and hard especially because we had a one-year-old with us but um so, so, so just figuring and figuring it out trying to get to see family and we were stuck at the airport for several hours i mean we weren't the, i'm sure obviously we weren't the only ones or many in the same boat but the the pilot shortage affected that and I think every time I've flown since then has been a lot smoother, but it's just, I know there's been a lot going on. There's, there's, there's you know, this is one industry that's been hit hit hard and, and hasn't, um, and I mean, maybe, maybe it still hasn't fully recovered from all that. I don't know. Yeah. So here, here's a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, something that might help you and then some of your listeners, uh, you know, in the future, if you're going to try and catch a flight, try and catch it as close to the earlier part of the morning as possible. Uh, you know, that's when things are on time. That's when everything's working well. You got to remember if a flight is late two hours, it's not just that flight that's late to two hours. It's going to affect everything else. It's everything else that it has, that it's connected to for the rest of the day. Yep. And if it's late for two hours coming into, you know, LA and from here, it's going to go to, you know, Chicago. Uh, when it gets to Chicago two hours late, they're not going to be ready for it because they had it under schedule two hours prior to this. So what's going to happen here is uh, the two-hour delay now becomes three, you know, and by the time you get to the last leg of the day, you know, the three could become five uh, or longer. So, yeah, catch your flights earlier in the morning. That's usually the most dependable uh, time to be flying. Good, yeah. We started doing that just because they're cheaper, too. But, but yeah, we've, we've done some early morning flights this past year or so, and, and you know, it makes you makes you tired for the day, but it's still, we, we, don't, we don't mind. It's, it's a good way to do it. Okay. It is once you once you really think about uh, you know how many moving parts go into taking you know somebody from point A to the point B, uh, whether it is you know mechanical or whether it's you know the, the human beings that are involved, uh, you know uh, all of the procedures, the legalities. I mean it, it's it's a complex complex world, you know. And then you add to that something you know you know uh, weather, you know a thunderstorm goes through someplace. Uh, it's of course, you know, you, you don't want to be, you know, we, we, we have our dispatch department or American Airlines, we had our dispatch. And it's just a massive place the size of, you know, two or three football halls with literally thousands of, of pieces of equipment and electronics and people that are sitting here trying to manage all this. And uh, we always wondered, you know, thunderstorm goes through DFW and the place is closed, the airport's closed for two hours. Oh, wow. Just what it does to everything around the globe is mind-boggling 
Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm I'm in the DFW area. Actually, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say one thing and then I'll, I'll stop with my with my plain night nightmare stories. I'm sure you have more than I do. But um, first time I ever I ever came here when I was interviewing for the job I have now, um, I got off the plane. I was in the baggage claim area, so I couldn't like you know I couldn't leave or, or I couldn't get back in the airport. And there was a thunderstorm, and they couldn't unload the baggage. So we were just stuck there waiting in, until the storm was over for at least an hour. It was over an hour, probably, um, waiting for, for for waiting for the, for the baggage baggage machines to run because they couldn't do it during a thunderstorm. I hadn't had dinner. Um, I, I was I was hungry and tired. It was late at night, and now we have to wait over an hour for this just because of rain conditions. So it was just right. a crazy time. Yeah, I'm sure you have many more stories like that. Uh, yeah, we know. Listen, we all do. You fly enough, you know, something's going to happen. Um, but just a thunderstorm, just since you pointed that up, uh, you get thunderstorms and, and potentially lightning in the you know, DFW uh, area, especially. It's not that uncommon. Uh, there, are, there are regulations, there's uh, laws, there's rules that you have, and common sense rules that you have to abide by. And nobody can be out in the ramp. If there was any chance of lightning, you know, anywhere in the zone, uh, and so I think it may have been a tornado watch that night. I don't remember, but it was it was definitely something. Definitely something. Wow, even even worse. Uh, so people are out there. I mean, you know, so imagine, you know, if, if five airplanes, ten airplanes, you know, uh, they're 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 pulled in, they're ready for the luggage to unfold, uh, to unload. Uh, the passengers are all waiting to go, you know, make their connections out of God knows, you know, what terminal or you know what gate. Mm -hmm. uh, and if just a disruption to just a handful of airplanes, what that would do to the operation of everything else. You know, the pilots that have to go from gate A to gate B, they're going to be delayed. The luggage is going to be delayed. Yep. The, the fuelers that have to now fuel are going to be delayed. And I mean, it's it just, you know, just how everything is so connected is, is mind boggling. How mm -hmm. something affects the other thing. And so, uh, you know, my attitude has always been, you know, uh, you're going to travel enough, just keep that in mind. You know, just, just make sure you, you know, you try and get some extra time on both sides of it. Travel yeah. earlier, be ready for things to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, all had, we've all had minor delays and like one cell got lost, but, uh, but, and that always happened. I mean, something like that happens, but, but those are like the, the biggest stories I had. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're catching, and right now, uh, most of the aircraft flying, airline flying in this, in this country is the hub and spoke system, meaning that uh, if you want to go from here to, you know, um, someplace in Arkansas, you're not going to go direct. You're going to go probably through Dallas or to Chicago right. or someplace. Well, take a look at what the weather is going to be like in those hubs. Yep. Good, you good. know, you see a big weather storm system moving in through DFW or Chicago, and that's where you're going to go. Might be uh, worth considering, you know, uh, doing something other than, you know, sticking to your schedule. Definitely. Well, thanks for sharing all that. I, I know, I'm sure you have lots to say about about plane stories, and I might come back to that later. But I want to talk about your book too. Um, your 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 main character is um, Captain Kate Gallagher. I, I, you mentioned the, the the captain who was wrongly accused and has to find the truth. What inspired this character? What inspired a lead character like her? Do you think? Well, I knew what the what I wanted the story to be like. I wanted to write about technology, and I wanted to write about how it affects. Uh, you know, uh, people. Uh, but who's going to be the protagonist in my mind was always going to be, you know, a uh, a man, a, a male character. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And then in a one night event, uh, an event occurred that, that caused me to change it to, to a female. And, and that event was, was the following. Uh, many, many years ago, uh, you know, uh, 20 plus years ago, there was a, a little uh, talk about tradition in the cockpits uh, where, you know, the pilots, it were almost essentially all men. You know, today, I think you only have about 6% of the airline pilots are female. And so back then, yeah. Yeah, so even just a 6%. So imagine what it was like 20 years ago. It was, you know, quite a bit less than that. Uh, so this tradition was, you know, the, there was Playboy cutouts in different places, in, you know, hidden in the cockpit. You know, a little uh, hidden uh, cubbies or, you know, uh, handles or, you know, little openings. And pilots would sit down and they would, uh, you know, somebody would, you know, if they cared to, they would take a look at it and, you know, uh, put it back. And, and that was it. It was just something that they did. Of course, that no longer exists, hasn't for, for you know, some time now. Uh, but on, a, on an all-nighter, you know, Red Eye, uh, a DC-10, a flight engineer, you know, showed up, a brand new pilot, you know, on probation. It was a female. And uh, we, you know, all introduced ourselves, took our seats, and the other pilot reached over and pulled out one of these things, just out of habit, and took a look at it. It took about a half a second before, we, you know, we both recognized that this is not appropriate, and they put it back. Uh, but by now, the flight engineer had seen it, and, and she was great at it. She, she knew it. She expected it. You know, it, it was nothing new for her, um, but it was still odd, you know, and, and I thought about it all night long, what it's like to, you know, be one of such few people that are out here, you know, and then how different it is, uh, you know, for, for people, especially at that time. And uh, by the time it landed in New York, it said, you know, the protagonist has got to be a female. That's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously don't have much experience personally in that area. Um, I, I mean, I'm not. I haven't worked in piloting, and I'm um, I'm a white male myself. But but I mean, you, you hear stories. I, I know there's at least certain careers, if not a lot of career fields, where there's a lot of even even if it's unspoken, even if it's implicit or whatever, there's there's a lot of just bias against against women. So um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that things are changing gradually, but. But no, that's cool. That, that I'm, I'm glad you've you you you've had a you had an event that that made you rethink things and that opened your eyes a little bit. That's important. It's it it sounds like an interesting book. I, I admit I have not read it yet, but um, just hearing about it so far and talking with you makes me want to check it out. So it sounds like a cool character and a cool story. Uh, it, it is. I think it is. Uh, and I, I could relate to uh, uh, the character. Uh, you yeah. know, in, in 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 some way. And I, I was born in Iran. Right. And, uh, and I was, uh, you know, one of the very first Iranians, if not the very first one, hired at American Airlines, you know, That's awesome. uh, 35 or six years ago. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't know. Is there a similar bias against non-white people? Uh, not at all. I felt nothing. It was it was always welcoming. And you're expected to do your job. You're expected to know exactly what you're doing. And, you know, and if you didn't, then, you know, you got some more training till you knew how to do your job. So uh, all of that was was. Uh, uh, was exactly as you would expect it, very professional uh, environment. Uh, but that's on the outside. That didn't mean that, you know, yeah. I felt differently. I mean, most people I was flying with were, you know, uh, you know, F-14 all the way up to, you know, F-18 or, you know, beyond uh, Air Force or and, uh, naval pilots. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't an area that I was used to. You know, especially growing up uh, and really getting my education in the general aviation world. 
so it felt a little, you know, strange. Just just in my mind, nothing else that was out there. The airline was fantastic. The people were great, uh, but in my mind, yeah, it was you know, it, it was a little strange being there and a little intimidating. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and even, so even I could understand, even if it's not intentional or implicit, it feels strange. Makes sense. It, it absolutely does. Uh, and so when I was out there and, and I saw how she was and how she responded to it, and I put myself in her mind for half of a second, I said, you know, what's he going to do, you know, shy away or say something? No, she's just going to you know, smile through it and, and act like it is normal when there's nothing normal about it. Uh, and and that's anyhow, that led to, you know, the thought and the process. And, and here we are. That's really cool. I mean, we all bring our experience to what we write. Um, I mean, you know, there's, there's a. There's a mindset. I don't think most, I mean, most professional writers probably don't probably don't say this anymore. But there, there has been a mindset out there, like, like you know, if 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 you write if you write a certain character, you have to have gone through what they've been through. You know, if if you write a woman, you're you're, you're they 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 think you you might be a woman, and and I'm, and I'm like, that's not how it is. I mean, I mean, it's I think it's a testament when when people can write characters who aren't like them well because. One, it shows diversity and writing skill and everything like that. But also, there's always that human experience we bring to a character, even even if they're not exactly like us. We, you know, that there is, there, there, there's always commonality. There's always human experience, human emotion we can bring to a character of any kind. So that's really interesting. It, it is, yeah. You know, uh, the, what you brought out is an is an interesting point. Uh, you know, man writing from a point of view of a woman. Uh, the publisher at Bantam Dell asked me that. You know, she said, um, you know, I can often tell when the male writer writes from from the point of view of a woman, but with you, I couldn't tell. How did you That's do good. it? And, uh, you know, the only thing that came to my mind was exactly what happened, which was, you know, I didn't write from a point of view of a woman. Yeah, I didn't write from a point of view of a man. I just wrote from a point of view of myself. As That's you were story. pointing out, you're writing going into your own experience and into your own world and what would I do if this happened? And, uh, you know, they, they always tell you to write about what you know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's something to this, you know, and, and I think it made the character somewhat more authentic. Definitely. Good. Yeah, that's, that's a good approach. Uh, you touched on this a little bit before, but um, how did you get into writing? Like, I mean, I mean, obviously you've been, you've been flying for many years. How did you get interested in writing or get to the point where you thought, hey, I can write a book about this? Uh, you know, like aviation, it was instinctual. It wasn't learned. I was attracted to it, uh, you know, and, and uh, one of the long hauls, you know, and, and you, you know, used to pick up a book every here and there and, and read. I picked up, you know, the firm. And uh, and like I said, I got lost in the story. I, I loved the, the, the pace of it, everything about it. You and uh, really, this. yeah, by the time, we, you know, we got to the other side, I said, you know, I think I can do this. That's awesome. Uh, so I just went and grabbed a couple of books on how to, uh, okay. you know, how to write a novel. And I think one of them was called How to Write a Damn Good Novel. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a very big book. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I read through that and I just got home, grabbed Microsoft uh, Word and typed in chapter one. Cool. How long ago was that? Was it, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, when did you start, I guess, down, down the writing path? Uh. 25 years ago somewhere in there okay, okay. so you, so you've already, already been a pilot for many years i guess and you just decided hey i can do this on the side too that's cool 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean that's one of the things about aviation, commercial aviation certainly, uh, where you're, uh, you know, you got a lot of time on your hands. You know, above and beyond, you work about half the month, and the other half the month is yours. Uh, and and so there's plenty of time to do things. Of course, a lot of my thinking and you know, uh, plot, the outlines, etc., would be done in the cockpit. You just jot notes, you know, in the back of a napkin, or we had you know, ACARS papers we would use out there. Just you would jot notes. You'd, you'd ask, you know, pick the brains of other pilots. You know, how would this work or how would that work? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's amazing. Pilots have just, just intriguing minds. And uh, and so, you know, the story developed that way. Then you come home and you fill in all the blanks. Yeah, you draw your influence from all kinds of places. That's I did. Cool. I was great. very lucky. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a unique perspective you have, it sounds like. So you've mentioned John Grisham a couple of times. Any other... Um, favorite like suspense books or movies or stories that or authors that have influenced you significantly or was that the main one uh i, I love commercial fiction uh you know easy to oh, so read yeah I, i'm not big on literary fiction uh and, and certainly i can't write it i i don't have the talent that it requires um so easy read so uh yeah. michael Crichton was always a favorite uh yeah. you know uh certainly grisham um you know, um, Stephen King, you know, I mean, who yeah. doesn't like Stephen King? It's um, so, yeah, just, just you know, the basic, you know, uh, run-of-the-mill big mm -hmm. names. That's yeah, right. I mean, those are some of the most successful living authors probably today. So so that's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. For two of them, anyhow. Yeah. Crichton is gone, but. <laughs> I haven't, haven't listened to him as much, but yeah. yeah. But some of the most successful contemporary authors, I should say, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and then, of course, there's movies. The influence that the movies have upon you. I mean, I, I'm a massive movie watcher. Uh, nothing takes the place of a big uh, lounge chair nowadays, you know, and, they, uh, and a popcorn and a Coke slushie. And if yeah. you don't like it, just take a nap. Uh, were you asking what movies? Any, any movies that, that particularly inspired you or that you drew influence from or just, just in really cool suspense stories or plane stories or anything like that um my favorite movie of all time still remains airplane uh <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no I, I i can tell surely you you can't uh, be serious <laughs> don't call me surely uh, <laughs> I, I, I love airplane yeah that's awesome uh there, there i i can probably recite every every word of dialogue verbatim you know in that whole i've, I've watched it so many times uh but what movies uh so many of them there's there, you know all genres anything with the word star in it you know star wars star trek yeah. star anything i'm a star wars guy as you might you can maybe see but yeah <laughs> there it is yeah i, I, can not, see I, it like, I don't think i have an airplane shirt but i have you know han solo is a pilot so i'll take that yeah. uh there you go are you a top gun guy i know that was that was biggest past year I oh I, what a what a great movie I know, uh, that's, uh, I know that's military not commercial but i'm sure there's some commonalities yeah uh it's still an airplane. Uh, it's still, a, yeah. and it's not. It's not just about airplanes. I like actually like the second one a lot more than the first one. I thought okay. uh, the storyline was more engaging, you know. And so it's not just about for me. It's not just about you know, bang bang, you know, airplanes, you know, fast this and that. Yeah, uh, the character was more engaging. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, and and that's you know the other half. I think that's that's the great thing about about genre fiction. You, you know, you mentioned the difference between commercial and literary, and I mean. I, I read a lot of commercial fiction too, but I think even within suspense or adventure or sci-fi or whatever, 
if it's done, if it's done well, it's more than just, you know, it's it's more than just action or 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 flashy lights. You know, if it's if it's done well, there's characters you're gonna connect to again. You're bringing that human experience into your genre. It might still be just a, you know, a fun I don't know commercial read as opposed to a literary classic, but but it's it, it, it's it's more than just surface level entertainment is what I'm saying. Somewhere in the middle. Uh, absolutely. Listen, if it was, you know, if computer graphics could do the whole trick, you know, they would. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not just that. It's, it's you know, it, it does take the uh, the character to get involved in the story, to be invested in it, to want to know what happens next, for me anyhow. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's what I tried to do in Highwire. So it wasn't just about technology or fly-by-wire system yeah. or, you know, uh, the technicalities of what it takes, you know, in, in a computer wire. It was who's going through it. And what are they having to go through? So this this occurs in a post 9-11 world, you know, in yeah. New York, a post the uh, miracle under Hudson world, you know. And so uh, in our character here, uh, you know, she's a female. Uh, her ability is questioned. You know, the fact that she is no Sully, you know, she is no Sully that that comes, you know, the, the, it's connected to the back of her name every time it's mentioned in the media or anything. Okay. Uh, so it's the humiliation and the blame, you know, and I wanted you, the reader to be invested in, uh, you know, in, in the technology, in the story itself. Right. And when the time comes, you know, for the for the payoff, you know, she's not only has to be, you know, proven innocent, but now uh, she's the only hope for another 262 people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, we, we all resonate with stories like that. I mean, not that we've been in that exact situation, but... Again, we can we can we can understand feeling rejected or shamed or accused, and then and 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 still the urgency there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we are, if we can relate to it, if if I've done my job and you can relate to the character on any level, then uh, I, I think you're gonna enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I noticed when I was when I was preparing for this talk and researching you, um, I think I think you updated the book recently, but it was first published. Like twenty years ago, in like two thousand three, right? Two thousand and one. So uh, I sold the book in two thousand uh, to Bantam, and it takes always takes a year, year and a half before it goes out from where it is, uh, you know, to where it ends up. Uh, the first printing was going to be there. Were, I was told two hundred and forty-four thousand copies, um, just in the United States. So it was going to be you know, doing quite well. The problem yeah. was that the galleys. You know the version of the book that they sell off of. Mm -hmm. um, it was scheduled to go out and be sold the week of 9/11. Wow! And the original cover on the cover, uh, you know, uh, the big heading was you know, faster than the speed of terror, for an accident that occurs you know in New York. Yeah. Uh, so it obviously too, it was too, too close to home. Uh, way too close to home. I was, I was uh, going to say, when I first saw the date, I, I, I was going to ask if you were influenced by 9-11. I mean, you're writing it around that time. but I, so, so you actually wrote it and, and almost published it before that. And then just, just the, the timing was poor, it sounds like. You know, it is what it is. It just worked out the way it did, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I, I, I understood that. And and as far as, yeah, 9-11, um, uh, I mean, who who wasn't affected by 9-11? One, I mean, one of those things you can't plan for. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. It is the way it is, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, that was that was my point. You know, fast forward 20 years, you know, it still did well. It still got nominated. 
Uh, yeah. Bill sold in several countries. Uh, but fast forward 20 years, I, I managed to revert the rights back to myself from Bantam. Okay. And I said, I'll update it with today's information. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, you know, there are banks of phones everywhere. You know, now, you know, I'll give you 10 bucks if you can find a public phone anywhere. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I updated it. And then uh, at that point, uh, you decided to just, just take it back out and give it a shot and see how it goes. Okay. So you've... So you've not only re-released it, you've changed some things to sit it in a more modern time period, because... I did. I up, updated yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I updated it. The original version, uh, the storyline is more or less the same. Sure. Uh, the technology is, is very much the same. Uh, but yeah, it's updated, new cover, new everything. And uh, it, now it's, it's available in all the formats. Previously, it was just mass market paperback. Uh, now you can have it in, you know... Um, Ebooks, softback, hardback, audiobooks, everything. No, that's interesting. And I know, like, when I was, um, when I've, I've been working on, on my novel and I, um, I've revised over time, and I first started drafting it in 2010, which now, now is 13 years ago. And I, I like, like, I had a scene, I had a scene with, with, with a phone booth, and, and then I was, I was like, there aren't phone booths anymore. I mean, even, even in 2010, it was on the way out, but, but, but now I'm like, Definitely not now. So I got I got to I got to rethink that. It's it's interesting how that works. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of updating to be going yeah, on. I mean, just you know, you know how technology has changed everything. Mm-hmm. How did it, and that that was your debut novel, right? That was your first one. That was the first one. So we're starting with the first one now, and then there were two other ones in the in the okay. cooker. Yeah. Um. How did it feel to have your first novel as an Edgar Award finalist? That's a, that's a big achievement. It, it was wonderful. Uh, the the uh, the event itself was wonderful. You know, black tie dinner, and you know, the editors showed up, the publisher, lots of people. Um, you know, the I always said in in in, uh, in in the writing world, at least my brief experience with it. You know, the highs are so high, and the lows are pretty low. Uh, so to be able to just keep a you know even uh, tempered uh, you know mindset about this is something that will be a, a very big uh, of a big help yeah. Uh, yeah. it was great it was the it, it was wonderful to know that the day i got the call that hey you've been nominated for this oh my god yeah um, you know it was wonderful yeah i realized this is maybe a theme that's come up in some of my other conversations with other other authors you know it's it's pretty rare to hit it big 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 you know yeah like, i mean again think of, think of someone like stephen king or john or john grisham you know who who's making millions from their writing most of us aren't there most of us are are in different stages on the journey um and and you know you i mean you wrote you wrote, wrote, wrote your book and it, 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 did, it did decently well it sounds like you even got an award nominated but um but you still kept working for 20 years you know you you, you weren't an instant billionaire or anything like that so so, so um but but still that, that's an impressive that's really impressive feat for a first novel so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled with it. I'm very very happy. I'm very lucky, um, and and I'm glad that there are those who make it, the the, the Grishams and you know Stephen Kings of the world, because it gives the rest of us you know something to shoot for, yeah, and uh, you know something to 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 want to achieve. So we keep trying. Yeah, very good. You said you've written two other books too since then. Yeah, actually, I've I've written uh, yeah a few other ones, but there are two that are that are almost finished. The, the next one coming out is going to be called silent voices it's not an aviation uh, thriller it's about uh two sisters 
born in uh, the United States, but the younger ones were separated very early on. So two sisters that don't know about each other. Okay. The story takes place in Afghanistan, and it takes place 30 days before the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in July of 2021. And uh, one of the sisters is born and raised in the, on the East Coast, and she understands everything like you and I do. The other is raised in, in a rural village in Afghanistan. And she thinks she's an Afghan. She has no idea of her true identity or true family. She doesn't understand why uh, uh, you know, she has lighter skin and blue eyes and blonde hair that's yeah. attracted so much unwanted attention. And they learn about each other, and they have to find each other in in that environment. And uh, that's the story. I'm very excited about it. Okay, very good. Um, is that coming out soonish? Uh, it'll, it'll be out this year, okay. 2023, sometime in the next Silent six Voices, months. right? Silent Voices, yeah. Okay, that sounds interesting too. And you're again, you draw it from your experience and from real world events that are happening, and and yeah. I have been there. I have lived to that life. I was born right. there. I lived there for the first 13 years of my life. So there's a lot of information. But like <laughs> like Highwire, the research is, is immaculate. Uh, you know, and, and I, did, I spend a lot of time with research. I'm sure with actual people on the ground. On top of your life experience, but that's a that's a good start for sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you found the time to write. Now, of course, you mentioned even when you were a pilot, you had a you had a fairly flexible schedule, and now you're retired. So time probably isn't an issue anymore. But um, what else occupies you during the day? You, you have a family, is that right? And, and, and yeah. I'm, sure other, I'm sure you have a life outside of just your books. Uh, oh, I, I do. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, you know, having the time on my hands, that, that's, a, that's a big, big thing. And you know, being able to travel, you know, it's, it's ironic for an airline pilot to say, I, I really enjoy traveling. But you know, you're traveling as an airline pilot is always, you know, uh, you go from point A to point B. It could be 300 miles away or it could be 10,000 miles away. Uh, but, but whatever it is, you get to point B, you got about a 20, 22 hour layover and you come back. Uh, so I've been everywhere, uh, mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten to spend the time that I wanted to. Yeah. Now I want to go from A to B and I want to stay there. I want to get used to the time zone. I want to enjoy it. Uh, you know, and, and then, then come back. And that's just wonderful. So traveling is a big part of it. Writing, of course. You know, and then keep up with everything else. Try and figure out, you know, all the other things. Why we are here and what is life supposed to be? That's always up there somewhere. Those are the important questions, right? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Good. It sounds. It sounds like you're. Sounds like you know where, where you're going, and, and you're you're making the most of of retirement and life. And sounds like you're in a good place. Uh, I, I am. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I was concerned about, uh, you know, people say you got to keep busy and keep occupied and all of that. And I thought maybe, you know, some of that is, you know, um, it, it's not going to happen. But man, I, you know, the last, uh, you know, I missed 15% of, of what I was doing before, uh, not the other 85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm good with it. I mean, you can you can stay busy in a lot of ways. That doesn't mean you have to work. It just means, I mean, you're writing, you're traveling. Yeah, I'm sure you're doing other things too so that 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 alone is good stuff to keep you occupied the big difference of of doing what you want to do versus what you have to do and uh and i'm learning that uh you know that it's it's a good place to be i like it mm -hmm. okay 
can you tell us about your biggest struggles with the craft of writing or editing or what's the hardest part of the writing process for you maybe oh gosh <laughs> the writing itself takes a lot of energy for me Just i don't know how out. it is for others uh but if i can write for 90 minutes or two hours, uh, you know, I usually just go someplace and fall face down into a bed uh, and just pass out for, you know, the next hour. Uh, so I find that exhausting. Uh, but then, of course, it's, you know, the, the payoff on the other side more than makes up for it. So you keep doing it. Uh, but beyond that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it is a challenge. I mean, it's not, you know, I don't know how, uh, I, I guess everybody is different, but most authors that I know, anyhow, uh, they are, you know, great in a, in a closet by themselves, you know, shut the door, you know, and, and sit down and write. Uh, but that's not all writing is, you know, and there comes, you know, you, you, you finish a book and you publish a book and all that goes with it. Now you got to go market the book and you got to go against, you know, what most pilots or most pilots, most authors want to do, mm -hmm. uh, which is be alone in a room, right? And so now you got to go be out in front of people and doing things that, you know, are, are not, you know, uh, yeah, necessarily as, as comfortable as, as sitting in a place writing. Uh, so there, there are challenges, no question about it. But uh, the other side of it is amazing. Uh, you know, the letters that you, that you get. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I still remember a couple of them. Uh, one was um, a, a new, uh, it was a service member that had just been, uh, started her tour in uh, some outfit in South Korea. And she found me and she wrote to me and she said how this book helped get her through the first few days, first, you know, couple of weeks of what she was there. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, stuff like that, you just remember, you know. You're, you're, you're changing someone's life. I mean, I mean, you're at least, you know, you're, you're sharing your thoughts and your encouragement with someone and and you have no idea what it'll mean to someone else. Uh, yeah, the, the, the gratitude I felt, like I said, this was 20 years ago. I still remember sure. it. Um, there was another one. There was a lady that wrote from Sweden, this one, and she said, um, you know, I got up this morning and my son was up all night and I was angry with him because he's going to miss his classes or he's going to be late, uh, you know, and I wanted to know what he was up all night and he showed me this book. He was up reading it the whole night. <laughs> and I want to let you know two things. Number one, I hate you for keeping my son up. Number two, I will be up all night tonight reading it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I didn't forget that, you know, <laughs> and so. Is it hard? Yeah, there are parts of it that's very hard. Uh, is it wonderful? Heck yeah, oh, all day long. Yeah, that's 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 the dream, right? Um, you talked a little bit about the you know, getting yourself out there and such, and and how that always is a process. I I had on my list where I usually ask if you did self-published or traditional, but you mentioned Bantam, and I think probably twenty years ago, um, self-publishing wasn't as big as it is today, so. So traditional was was the way to go, but um, did did they or do they um, help with the marketing much, or do you have to do some of that yourself, or a lot of it yourself now? Uh, I would say you know uh, it's going to be a lot of it is going to be up to the author, you know, unless you're number one on, on some list yep. or some big name, yeah, uh, like Inger Grisham or whatever. Yeah, and then you're gonna you, you're on your own. Uh, that's been my experience. Uh, you know, uh, they'll do what they're gonna do, and you know, and and you you just because you 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 wrote a book or you have it published, you're not done with the book, and not oh, yeah. in a, in, a, in yeah, 
we're yeah. playing the long game. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. Uh, and so, but but especially today, today, uh, uh, you know, being able to market yourself. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be able to to go out there and market yourself and find people that are that are of interest is is, is key. Mm-hmm. It's going, and it's so much easier than it was, you know, twenty years ago. With social media, it's it's easier and harder because you have you have the access, but you also are competing with everyone else. But but yeah, it's it, it gives everyone a fair shot. That, that absolutely it does. Uh, it's, yeah, the number of books are it is incredible how it has increased, uh, you know, in the now versus you know uh, versus just a handful of years ago. Uh, but yes, you're right. It is easier and it is harder because of the competition. Uh, but you can get the word out. You can get you know enough yeah. information out. What are you doing, or are you doing anything special for self promotion or for engaging your audience? Are you you know you're on different social networks and such? Yeah, social networks uh, was something that I just didn't really spend too much time on, and I I don't even now. I, there are people that do it for me. <laughs> I'm just not good at it, yeah. uh, or can but follow up with it. Really able to do it for you. I, I, I mean that 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 is. If you're serious about it, I mean, in in today's world, it is a job. I mean, there are whole jobs of social media marketing and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, so social media uh, and marketing of any, any kind, you know, whether it's going to be, uh, I've got uh, lots of TV interviews uh, that have happened and more that are coming up awesome. uh, in different places. Uh, just, just everything. I, I am learning about this portion of it. You know, previously it's not something that, uh, you know, I'm used to or I've done, but uh, I'm learning this is on, on the go. No, I'm I'm honestly I'm on the journey myself right there with you. I, I'm I'm I wasn't I I didn't formally study any, anything like this, anything like business or marketing. Um, but and, you know, and, you know, I'm I, but they say you know, often needs to be able to do that. Do that. So so here I am. It, it, yeah, I'll also you know building my content and and things like that. So it's it's a cool it's a cool journey to be on. Yeah, and I think a lot of us are there. It is, it is. And I'll tell you what, people ask me, I think what you you were, uh, one of your questions, you know, what would you tell somebody else who wants to write? Yeah, I was going to ask. I you. mean, absolutely do it. Do it, do it, do it. You know, I mean, it's a cliche to say, if I can do it, anybody can. But it really is true. If I can do it, anybody can. I mean, I don't have the, the biggest background in, in, you know, in writing, uh, uh didn't take any formal, you know, schooling or, or college. This wasn't even my primary language, you know. Uh, so wow. I, literally, if I can do this, anybody can. That is do impressive, it. honestly. Uh, you know, and and yeah. So it's it, it, but again, you know, the upside uh, is so much greater than all of the downside. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to to be able to do it, to be able to say you did it, just in your own mind. Forget anything else that is, you know, has to do with the outside. That I wrote something that I'm proud of. That I wrote something that, you know, uh, that I love. That you know, the the effects of that, everything associated with that, uh, the energy of that stays within you. That doesn't leave. That doesn't go anywhere. Uh, so I'm 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 a big fan. If you want to write something, pick up a book on how to do it. Watch a YouTube video. There's got to be thousands now. Uh, you know, and then just just grab a computer, a pad, you know, pad and a you know, and a pencil. And, Right, chapter one. Yeah, it's easier than ever to get to get started on the on these things. It really is, and, yeah. and it's and it's fun. Yeah, very good. Um, do you have a, a what's what do you think is your biggest strength in writing, or what is one thing that your stories do really well? 
you know i've been told that they're very visual um you okay. know and then there is in fact the uh, high wire right now is being shopped around uh by some agencies here in hollywood um uh, okay. you know as, as well as you know uh, silent voices and others uh you know uh, to my embarrassment i have never been a, a huge reader uh, you know and it's not something i'm proud of uh but it's just it's the way it is the, but I, I love movies and uh you know and and i mean i have loved movies from day one uh so maybe i, I kind of saw things as a movie sure. you know and i saw them visually and that's that's how i write so that's that's what i've been told um i don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing it's just no, it's, it very easy to to visualize i'm sure i mean that can make or break a novel yeah i mean i mean when, when all you have is a written word you know you're you're not you're not a visual artist you're not a, a filmmaker or anything all you have is the written word and you're able to paint a picture in someone's mind that's powerful uh, it, it is, it is, and I have found that to be just, um, it's just, it's just extremely gratifying, like I'd mentioned earlier. Um, but again, the, the visualization has helped me a lot. So it's something that I, uh, you know, I've spent, you know, uh, uh, a lot of time trying to perfect. Yeah, very good. Okay, we're nearing the top of the hour. Um, so, I mean, this has been a great conversation. I'm, 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 I'm sure if we had more time, we could talk about lots and lots of things. Um, I'm, I'm sure you have more stories to share. Um, I, wa I always wanna, want the, the viewers and listeners at home to know where they can find you. So um, where are your books available? You mentioned they're, they're in, well, they used to be in paperback, and now they're in all formats, I think you said? Yeah, all formats. Uh, uh, Amazon. Normal Amazon, you know, et cetera. Um, and it just, it's uh, kmize.com, just K-A-M-M-A-J-D.com. That's the yeah. website. Okay. Uh, and that will take you to, you know, wherever you want to go from there. Uh, there's ebooks and such, or the digital format material. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kindle, uh, you know, so that's out there. It's on sale now. I think for just two ninety nine for about sixty days, maybe ninety days. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, because it, it was just launched and trying to promote it, and right. after that, it'll go back up. So that, if you're a Kindle person, go buy High Wire two ninety nine. Yeah, can't beat that. There you go. I'm usually not a Kindle person, but 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 that's good to know. Um, I was going to ask you about works you have coming out in the future, and you, you already mentioned Silent Voices. Um, anything else in the back of your, I guess, in the works right now that you can share with us? Um, I'm sure I'm sure you have more interesting stories from either piloting or from your life that could inspire an, an, another novel. Uh, well, a second uh, Kate Gallagher story is going to come out too. Uh, oh, and, yeah, it was it was the uh, it was also uh, purchased and printed, uh, published by Bantam Dell uh, twenty one okay. or nineteen years ago now, uh, okay. and so I, I reverted the those rights back as well. So a new version of that will be coming out sometime okay. in the okay. next twelve months. So you, you've also previously published it, but it's coming out again. That that's okay. correct. What's that one called? Uh, well, the title might change, but it's high impact. Okay, high wire than high impact. Okay. Yeah, or possibly a new title. Or okay. possibly a new title. Yeah, there you follow go. Cam and his website, and you'll hear about it one way or the other. Okay, very yeah. cool. And uh, just to build know at home, wh where can people follow you and your work online? Give us, give us your website. What um, social media platforms are you on, and where can we find you there? Uh, all the social media. Uh, uh, it's Instagram, um, TikTok, Twitter, yeah, you know, Facebook, and it's uh, uh, 
Kamai's books is where you'll find it. So it's either Kamai's books or uh, hashtag Kamai's books. Cool, cool. Okay, yeah, easy to find. I think I'm. I think I found you on there. So so um, on, on at least on at least a few of those. So that's that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're you're out there. You're getting your stuff out there, and and you're making your headway in the writing world. So um, I'm trying and I'm having fun in the process. So if you got people that are thinking about doing this again, I'll say go for it, man. That's all any of us can ask for is is, is doing your best and enjoying it. Well, okay, That's thank, right. yeah. Thank you so much, Cam, for being here today, um, for chatting with us and and just giving us a glimpse into into your world and your mind and all, and all that stuff. Um, thank you those who are watching at home or watch the replay later, and we appreciate your time. As always, um, you can like my page samuel and harris for future discussions and content for writers or sign up for my mailing list at the link in the comments there or the link in the video description when you sign up you'll get a free sample of my story fractured heroes a few scenes that i think you'll enjoy and of course go check out cam's work at cammajbooks.com um check out high wire you can buy it on kindle for 2.99 right now i'm sure your local library or amazon has it all that stuff anything else you want to say any last parting words you want to say for the people at home um, no, all good. Thank you for the opportunity and uh, you know, look forward to just talking some more at some point. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, Cam. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, and thank you for, uh, everyone for watching. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.